0: So guys, welcome back to Board Draw. Bash. What episode are we? Seventy-four. Board Draw episode seventy-four, and uh, we're bringing you our coverage of what was an ex- exciting, outstanding
1: weekend of Premier League football and midweek Premier League football. Oh yeah, yeah, we're back for a double, baby, mate. It was just double bubble,
0: getting pounded and pounded and pounded with football, and I loved it. And there was some bloody shocking results. Off the back of, um, we're going to cover it all. Semi-expected I think. results, but yeah, we'll start with uh, a little bit of discussion about midweek. There's a few teams that we want to cover specifically. Um,
1: we're going to come for some teams in a negative way, and then we're going to come for some teams in a positive way. So to start with, I think we talk about Chelsea, perhaps the worst
0: team in the league.
1: Perhaps I see when you I've when seen, you
0: when you'd like look at if you had a graph of like net spend compared to with like net points I'll hit you with some statistics. they've got to be like the
1: bottom uh in 2023 so that's not just this season this, just this year they've got 39 points from 39 league games which is terrible and then comparatively that is the lowest points accumulated by any team in the Premier League
0: wait so they if the if, if the league started
1: January 1st and ended December they, they would be relegated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mad. They are terrible. And I think this poses the question, or I'll pose the question, and you can let me know what you think. Talking about just big six teams here, so Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Spurs, Liverpool. Do I include everyone? I think so. Yeah. Is this the biggest fall-off of a big six team ever?
0: <sighs> See, the thing is, though, like, they were good, but then since they won that uh, the league the season that Tottenham came second, and then they won the Champions League with Tuchel. Mm. What have they done?
1: Absolutely nothing. So the
0: fall-off has almost been steady. It's just, it is exemplified by the fact that they've spent 960 million pounds or whatever it is, close to a billion.
1: Because the only comparative I can think of is the Arsenal fall-off where they did the double eighth place. But even then... Arsenal, like Chelsea, were in between managers, but we had they weren't spending this kind of money. I've seen no team in world football, really, spend this kind of money and get it wrong so consistently for now two years.
0: Yeah, I mean, PSG maybe when it comes to the Champions League, but then again, you're but competing th- against... Other teams yes,
1: and they're winning their their domestic the domestic league every yeah. year. So, like the fall off for them is European; it's not domestic. Chelsea's is arguably the other way around. They're playing all right in Europe when they're in it, but domestically, what was it last season? Tenth or wherever they finished, twelfth. And they're twelfth currently. Played sixteen games, one five drawn, four lost zero uh, lost seven goal difference of zero. It's so bad and. I think they got Potch in because the plan was he he can uh, get the most out of the least. He can get kind of a squad that isn't really gelling young players and he can mould them. But I'm seeing none of that in this. Um, they're easy to play against. The only good games they've played against big teams where there's a lot of expectations. I guess that's kind of like they're the underdogs in that game and they're maybe overperforming those games. But games where they're supposed to win, they're losing... And yeah, I just can't get my head around the fact that they're on nineteen points from sixteen games. That is so bad. The
0: football is better than last season. It's better than it was under Brendan um, Pot- Potter. Mm. It was better. It's much better than it was under Lampard. Mm. The issue is, it can be better, but the points aren't coming. How have you spent nine hundred and sixty million pounds plus, and you've literally signed a man? Who is just chatting up Astrid wet. That is the maddest thing. Maybe we should do an hour long podcast on just that. Because that's ridiculous. But you sack him on the spot. Mate, that's Everton got a points deduction for less. Honestly, man. And they like fair play to Everton. They should be above this this rotten team. Nicholas Jackson is absolutely stinking up. Apart from a, a hat trick on a plate against Tottenham Hotspur who had <laughs> nine mad, men. Yeah. He's done nothing. Yeah, he's a wetty. He's a donkey. I'll he's a wetty. Back, I'll revert back to the person on Twitter that shouted that Nicholas Jackson does more than <laughs> Erling Haaland. Are you dumb? I would rather have 10 men than Nicholas Jackson. I'd rather have Astrid up top than <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Jackson. At least you could finish <laughs> it off. <laughs> Jeez!
1: But um, um, it's so bad.
0: Yeah, that's mad. Um, and then he, th- he got away with throttling a player at the end of the game, I think. He did indeed, yeah. I think um, Nathan Patterson and was it Casemiro who both got done for it? Yeah, retroactively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. retrospectively. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, um, Reese James,
0: injured again.
1: Yeah, so there's there's so many like little storylines in the greater storyline that is Chelsea. It'd be Chelsea. A
0: fantastic all or nothing.
1: It would be. It, it actually fucking would be. But yeah, Reese James injured again. I saw, so he tweeted, I think in like early August, um, I'm back, new era for Chelsea, blah, blah, with him and the captain's armband. And I saw a stat, like, he's won zero games as captain. And he's had like four injuries in that time. We need to do, Yeah, we need to do a deep
0: dive on Rhys James because this is nuts. He was a man with the world at his feet. He was going to be not just England's best right back, but probably the best right back in the
1: world. I agree. He is
0: the most complete right back in world football. I agree. But but
1: injuries wait for no man. We've said this on the pod. We've There's been stories. My boy Jack Wilshere, he is a perfect example of football waits for no man. If you can't... Original R9. If you, exactly, if you can't handle the rigours of modern-day football, and yeah, there's a separate argument that footballers are playing too much football, but if you can't handle that, you can't be Chelsea captain, you can't be England's number one right-back, and you can't be the best right-back in the world because you're not playing enough football. You are only as good as your injury record. I've got a better injury record than in Reece James. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not playing football because of my knee, so that's
0: mad. Yeah, maybe he should hang up. Yeah. I don't know, it's a sad. It is sad. Like I don't, I don't like Chelsea like at all. Guy. Don't like Chelsea players, but it's disappointing to see someone with so much talent not hit the heights that you want them to hit. Yeah. Like, it is almost Chelsea's version
1: of Jack Wilshere, but probably with a little bit less height. Because Jack Wilshere was that guy. Going from homegrown talent to, as we've mentioned, the fucking millions upon millions upon maybe even billions that they've spent. They've got a midfield duo of Enzo... And Sy That's 230 million worth of talent just there. Put them together. Why is that possibly the worst midfield duo in the Premier League? You put them together and they're not even worth as much as Declan Rice's left leg or Rodri's left leg. Mate, how are they struggling so much when individually their elements are like what makes a perfect midfield? You've got a technical kind of ball progressor that plays deep. You've got a wizard in the middle. Yeah, and then next to him you've got a guy that run legs for days... Fantastic breaks, tackle breaks up the play so well. He's Gets also up and down the pitch. On the ball, yeah. And together, that's a perfect midfield. Why is this washed? Is that them two? Is it Poch? Is it, is it the fact that
0: they maybe were really good in their systems at like their previous clubs mm. for their international teams, and this Chelsea system just not working for them? Potash. I don't know. It is 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 baffling to me because I've been the Enzo boy from day one. I really liked what he was about. I backed him in the dark
1: times but these, these long nights are never ending, mate. You are done. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, because I was against, well, not against it. I was just like, he's not worth that much money. I can tell he's a decent player, but he's not a 100 mil plus player. And then I started warming to him and when Chelsea had that kind of nice little period towards the end of Graham Potter's time. And then I was like, ah, he's all right. But now I'm watching him and like for 100 million, you should be dropping eight out of 10 at a minimum every game. Rodri does it. Rice does it. Jack Grealish does it. These players that dictate midfields, win games, will eventually win you leagues. Whereas Enzo, every game, I, I literally couldn't pick him out if you put fucking Conor Gallagher next to him. What's Conor Gallagher? Conor Gallagher looks
0: better than Enzo. Can we name five better midfielders than Enzo in the in league already? All right, easy. Mate, I could
1: name him in the bottom half. They, go on. Joao Paulinha. Yep. Oh, he's actually probably top half now. I definitely in their top half. Uh definitely top half. Eze. Eze, yep. Uh, who else is there? Uh, Wolves. Um, is it Jao Gomez that plays for Wolves? Yeah. yeah. I like him. Uh, who else is there down there? Everton. Abdullah Decore, yeah. Better midfielder. Um, I what? don't know. Who's the... Let me just see get a fucking it, um Sumari from Forest. Yeah, Sumari, Forest, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. Um, fucking Alex Scott's better than him. I'm probably being a bit rude. Brent- Brentford, yeah. I yeah Norgard. and Norgard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Anyway... So yeah, Morgan Enzo, buck up your ideas because I think Luke's been letting you slide on this podcast. Uh, and if if this if I'm seeing reds on this for much longer, we're gonna have to do an expose. <laughs> not that this isn't what this podcast is right now. Honestly, yeah, it, 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 if you are as good as you think you are, mate, you've
0: got to either leave Chelsea because it's not working or do something about it. Yeah. Be that guy. Because someone needs to step up at him. How can your, we say this week in and week out, how can your best player be a 39, 40-year-old man whose his best days have been passed for a long ones, but you're making him look like your star player? It's mental, yeah. It is nuts. My man can't even walk. But you say there's too much football, yeah? Joe Silva is 40 years old, and he's playing, playing three yeah. times a week. Fact. And he's played fucking more games in last season than Reese James has in the last three.
1: Yeah, facts. It's
0: nuts. It is nuts. Where do these these players, you can't rest on your laurels yet. You, your past can, career can only carry you so far. Mm. It, it's nuts. It is nuts.
1: Football, the inflation is pissing me off. It's mad. And I want to talk about a couple more things before we move on from Chelsea. Pochettino, after the Everton loss, we'll talk about the two losses that have kind of stemmed this conversation. But yeah, after the Everton loss, he said, the reality is we're a mid-table team, which is a massive. Imagine Chelsea fans listening to that. They're already the most reactive fan base I've ever seen in my life. But imagine hearing your manager say, reality is we're a mid-table team.
0: It sounds like Roy Hodgson. The
1: players need to, oh yeah, Roy Hodgson's on a massive at the moment. But yeah, the players need to step up and in January we need to recruit. Imagine in January still thinking we need to recruit. Like, it was obviously going to happen. Chelsea going to spend money. Mate,
0: you have the most inflated squad in world football. Yeah. You've got players you don't even know exist, mate, that you signed for like 30 million. Yeah, shout out Malang Sire every time. That's fucking nuts. And you're out here saying you need to sign more players. How about you just fucking make it work? I, like, I think for them, Christian and Nkunku coming back is going to be Could be, be huge, back. yeah. I think it's going to be huge. Because that means they can get Nicholas Jackson out of there. Yeah. Because... Uh, I know they were gonna play him like a like a double you know like the double pivot and then the eight two eights in front of him, yeah. sack it off, get him up front because my god you need some goals.
1: 100%. But they had like
0: seventy odd possession against Everton.
1: Well that's what I was gonna say. Against Man United and Everton, two teams that aren't on great form, Everton are starting to get into some form. But how are you making Man United, who we'll talk about next um eventually Make them look like the better team on the pitch. Man United are oh shit. How many
0: times have we said it? Man United have not dominated a game of football, and you almost gave... weren't dominant. Then, yeah, and then but it, you gave it, it to close them.
1: to it. It's so bad, and so yeah, I don't know. For Chelsea, there's a couple of things I want to kind of end on. Is this karma for years and years? And this isn't even just the Bowley era. This is stemming. This is twenty years now. Is this karma for years and years of short-term planning and kind of fan impatience and toxic Paper squads? And crap.
0: Crap? Paper and the cracks.
1: Because it has worked. Obviously, they're one of the most successful teams in the past 20 years.
0: I know. I think... Um... But
1: you've now bred a culture amongst the fans that is so short-term. Like, the fans that are going to kind of tweet about shit, the fans that you're going to hear from, only no successful Chelsea. Any Chelsea fan that's older than 20 years old is a big fat racist anyway. And any fan under 20 years old is delusional. Is a glory hunter that was here for the Roman days.
0: What I'm saying, going to say, uh, let's just end it with this. You must be sick if you're enjoying the downfall of Chelsea. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> fuck Chelsea. Yeah, fuck Chelsea um, every single time. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It is calmer. Let's move on to uh, another team who suffered a humiliating result after what was probably the most humiliating result last season where they smashed them. What was it? Seven, six one, I think. 6 one I think. 6-1? Yeah. We're talking obviously Newcastle versus Spurs. Uh, it finished 4-1 to Tottenham. we got Joel Linton with a last-minute consolation goal for Newcastle. What happened here? Because we were we were at the pub for this. And fair to say, I think we thought Spurs, what was it, it could have been five without a win. And, mm. um, Newcastle, off the back of a pretty hard Champions League couple uh, games. Yeah. Then they got battered by Everton.
1: Yeah, 3-0 loss to Everton and then a 4-1 loss to Spurs. We're going to touch on Newcastle because, like Chelsea, they're hitting a bit of a sticky patch. And unlike Chelsea, who their injuries are kind of... Actually, no, I was going to say their injuries are kind of getting back to fitness now. Newcastle have got a fat load of injuries.
0: Newcastle, this was um, like the injury classico because Spurs and Newcastle, I think, had the two largest injury lists in the league. Mm. Obviously, Spurs missing the likes of Madison and Van de Ven, uh, Perisic. Am I missing anyone else? That's Major. Benton mm. Um And Newcastle missing. They had long staff Fucking coming whole, back. The whole gang. Mate, honestly, Sven Botman, like, yeah.
1: Dan Byrne, Nick, Nick Pope, Pope, yeah.
0: Tonali obviously suspended. Yeah, the year. so
1: Newcastle, I want to talk about it because they're 3-0 loss and then a 4-1 loss. They're sitting currently 7th in the table. They're actually one point behind who we're going to touch on later in Man United. Man United, who we've said many times this season are one of the worst teams in the league, have no identity, A kind of we don't actually know how they've got as many points as they've got. So how can we be doing that kind of agenda against Man United... When Newcastle, who everyone, and we've been a fan of their work. Still am. Still am. I'm I'm teetering. But yeah, how can we be as happy to applaud Newcastle as we are when they're behind Man United in the table? Man United, who are in the same competitions as Newcastle, have a similar kind of injury situation. They've got Martinez out, Varane out, Mason Mount out, Casemiro out, all these guys out why are we not getting on Newcastle?
0: Well, because for me, Newcastle haven't spent the likes of what Man United have spent over the last couple of seasons. Facts. Newcastle, they were just grateful to be there for, for a while. Like a make a wish thing. They were, they were grateful to be there because it's been so long. Mm. So, and everyone likes to see a new team, a new boy on the block. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, fuck the big six. Yeah. Especially when it's at the detriment of teams like Chelsea. And Man United. yeah. Um, but I'm very worried. I'm worried that things could turn sour very quickly. The, this week is going to be very defining in the future of Newcastle. And more specifically, Eddie Howe. Um, They've got high-flying Fulham on Saturday, but in the midweek, they've got a big
1: game against PSG. Is that at... Uh, no, it's not against PSG. It's oh, no, against it's, um, AC Milan. AC Milan, sorry. Yeah, so it's a third in the table, Newcastle versus bottom of the table, AC Milan. So basically, I don't think AC Milan can... I think they might be able to. I think all
0: teams could qualify. Yeah.
1: Dortmund are through. Yeah, I think AC Milan need to win by quite a good margin. But yeah, basically, if Newcastle don't get a result against AC Milan... Newcastle need to win and... and, They're not progressing. And Dortmund
0: to beat uh, PSG. PSG, yeah, exactly. So, So for me, so they could easily, at the
1: end of this week, be out of the Champions League. And then if they go loose to Fulham on the weekend, who, like you said, are high-flying... They could be drifting from that top four. That's Great. a horrible weekend, a horrible week for can Eddie Howe.
0: Have a look at the table real quick. How many points are they already behind uh, Villa? So behind
1: Villa, they are fucking... Nine points. Nine points behind Villa.
0: Nine points behind Villa. Yeah. And they're gonna, <clears> They're They're already, what are they, uh, seven points behind Man City. So a In couple fourth. more bad results, and you could see that point g- gap grow to 10 points. We know how difficult that can be to catch up. And they could be out the Champions League, and at that point, especially when it comes to January, you might be thinking, <coughs> if we're going to make a change, this is the time. They That's can, a very they good point. They might start bringing out some of that firepower, that 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 money, um, and might be looking for a change in manager because going back a couple, uh a season or two, when Eddie Howe took over, and they were like it borderline relegated. Mm. Um, I think everyone thought Eddie Howe was going to be a short-term appointment for some short-term stability, get him out of the relegation zone and have a nice foundation for someone, a bigger name to come and
1: take over. Well, they must be looking at Aston Villa and thinking, not that Unai Emery is his kind of Goliath name, But but he's definitely got a better pedigree than Eddie Howe. So they must be looking at Aston Villa and the job he's doing there and thinking that squad isn't, I was going to say not as half as good but it's probably a little bit less good it, because do you know it's probably more understated than some and of Newcastle turned them over like 5-1 first game of the season but um, yeah they must be looking at the job um, Unai Emery's doing and thinking there must be managers out there I think that I've seen talks of like Lopetegui getting a more high profile job I don't know there's there's loads of managers Zidane Dan's about I don't know and so they must be looking at it and thinking yeah if he can't get a Champions League again If he can't get us out of the Champions League group, maybe it's time to go. Has it run its course? Has he hit the ceiling? Um, One thing I want to talk about is their away form. Yes. So they've got 26 points this season, which is a good total. Not crazy, but good at this point in the season. But if you look into it a little bit deeper. seven points
0: more than Chelsea. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I mean, we're still pretty early in the season. but
0: Perspective, boy.
1: They've played seven games away from home and only won once. Yeah, that is... That's not good enough for a team that wants Champions League football.
0: Yeah, I mean, we spoke about this a lot as well on the podcast. St. James's
1: Park is a place that no team wants to go. No, but are they too reliant on getting the kind of crowd? Like, I think that's like 80% of the reason they beat Arsenal is that they had that kind of crowd. And it's probably 80% of the reason they beat a lot of teams. Probably why they absolutely thump PSG that game. I mean... It's, it's, it's a carnage stadium.
0: It's it's such a positive to have on your side, to have mm. a really strong home record and have a really big, intimidating crowd mm. who get onto the uh, away team and you know really pump up your home team because that's what often keeps a lot of teams in the Premier League. Yeah. And if you have a good home record, if you win like 80% of your home games... You're laughing. That's yeah. going to get you like a push in top six. But it can only take you so far when you're you're aiming for higher. Mm. Do you know what I mean? You've got to be picking up those points away from home. One win in seven away games is not good, oh, good enough. enough. No. Um, and the only thing I can hold my hands up and say that is there that maybe can shed a little light on the situation is the fact that they have got the worst injury record in the league at the minute. Yeah, It's, bad. It, it's been horrendous. Um, they're missing a lot of players. Obviously, what happened with Tenali as well is a massive loss because that was their star signing. The summer yeah, they've ideal. lost one of their key players in Nick Pope, yep. which can't be understated.
1: They brought in Martin De- Um Yeah, even like the likes of Sven Botman, who was one of the best centre backs in the league last season. Yeah, he, exactly. he's not playing at the moment.
0: Jamal LaSalle has come in and done well, um, especially in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, been really impressed with some of his performances. But that is that is it. You, mm-hmm. you ha- But you can't rest on that now. You- you're fighting on the Champions League. You're fighting in um, the FA Cup. They're still in that. Um, sorry, the Carabao Cup, I think. Yeah. It uh, you're fighting for a top four finish again. And but- maybe
1: in January they do, like you say, and so, uh, as well as looking at a manager potentially, they start flexing that cash and go for some big signings. I know there's talks about Calvin Phillips. I know there's Ruben talks Nevesh. about them using the Saudi market. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to keep an eye on Newcastle. Before we move on to some happier stories. Chelsea Pochettino in or out in in and Newcastle Eddie Howe in or out in mad the only thing is for me
0: i don't know if there's a strong enough manager market out there at the minute mm. there's not any there's not many names that are floating around that i'd be like no because Zidane's not going to go anywhere i don't i think he's
1: he's i don't know we're talking about Chelsea and Newcastle they're probably the two richest clubs in the world yeah but if if anyone's going to get Zidane out of hiding, it's it, it's money. Well, then we talk about if Real get him. I and then Don Carlo's going to manage Brazil. Don Carlo, maybe. He's going he could Brazil, do maybe. a job at either of those two, maybe. He's got Chelsea history. I, look, I don't think it's confirmed that he's going to manage Brazil. He's got, he, Vinny Jr.'s been in his And Zen then lane. there's Xabi Alonso. Xabi Alonso would be a good shout.
0: I know a lot of people are looking at him for Real Madrid. Yeah. Or potentially Bayern
1: Munchen. And then if it's Bayern Munich, there's Thomas Tuchel back on the market. He's not going back to Chelsea, is he? I think think Chelsea Chelsea would love to have him back. I think for me, uh, Chelsea, I agree, Pochin and Newcastle, I... It's too... Disagree, I think Eddie Howe needs to go. (sighs) That's a howler. And my suggestion is, get Carlo Ancelotti. Uh,
0: Mate, obviously if Carlo Ancelotti is available, I'll take him over Eddie Howe. Oh, why but, you say it then, but, but he's not going to be available. Ooh. Why not? Because why the fuck would you leave Real Madrid? It, oh, it's not his contract ends. Yeah, but he's going to Brazil. Well, who? He's going to be he's on. Not, he's going to be on the Copacabana, mate. Nah, it's not confirmed, and
1: he might want to. The, the moolah is crazy. I mean, he did go to Everton. <coughs> or fuck it, Newcastle get Jose Mourinho. Oh, I think that's a downgrade fuck off is Eddie Howe an upgrade on Jose Mourinho I think
0: it's too different what do you mean we're talking mate, about if mate, we want pedigree we have watched there's no we one we have be- watched Jose Mourinho come to Man United mate it's Haramble play, play her terrorist football yeah we have watched him go to Tottenham Hotspur is that fitting terrorist as football. they are a Saudi we have clan. watched him go to
1: AS Roma
0: and play somewhat less terrorist football but in a Less terrorist. No, league. I back it. Like, I
1: want Jose back in the league just for storyline. <laughs> this going to get absolutely
0: binned because I've said terrorist four <laughs> times now.
1: <laughs> but yeah, Newcastle bin off Eddie Howe and bring Don Carlo or Jose, the special one, back to the press. Was it Dan? Yeah, I don't know. Well, what is Zidane doing these days?
0: I don't know. Well, maybe they go to Como get Cesc.
1: Oh, he's actually on a Mazda. I think he's five wins in a row.
0: Yeah, they're they're flying. What a guy?
1: So. Um, right. Happier notes now Everton they were down to 19th place after their 10 point deduction
0: yeah they were what were they on zero points or minus three or something
1: no they were on four. Oh, oh they're on 14 and then went down to four how thought it was they wouldn't enough. be 19th if they were on zero <laughs> points <laughs> Mate, I it, it, like, that uh, yeah that's true but <laughs> they are after the points deduction got back-to-back wins a free actually I think they had the Man United lost first but then back-to-back wins a 3-0 win against Newcastle, Champions League team, and then 2-0 win against New uh, against Chelsea, Big Six team. Are they Oh, and I'll preface this by saying without the points deduction, they'd be in tenth. They'd if be top half. No, no. No, nah, they'd be tenth. Oh. They'd be tenth behind they, They'd the um, information. No, they'd take it. They would take Fulham's spot in tenth. They'd be on um if you had tenth. Yeah. They'd be, they'd be tenth, yeah. yeah. Right. I do, do my research. Yes. So good. yeah. So they'd be top half. Um. Shall we just shout out the job that Sean Dyche is doing? The players. For me, what's I going do on? Like here? the court, Ray. What's going on? Here? He's
0: unreal. <laughs> Dominic Calvert-Lewin's come back in, and he's obviously a great asset for them. Yeah. Um. Dwight McNeil's showing a little bit of form, which is fantastic. I think for we them. need to
1: talk about Dwight McNeil. I think he's so good. Um. But yet, yeah, Branthwaite. Yeah, got a note here. We need to talk about him because I think he's a special We're player. I think he's a special, special player. I think up north they breed big, techie centre backs. John Stones. John Stones and Harry Maguire. <laughs> Harry Mags, come on. And um, I think this guy is proving to be a, a, one of the reasons, not the only reason, why Everton's form right now is. So good. The moment he came into the team, I think they were t- testing the waters with centre-back pairings. They tried Tarkovsky and Michael Keane. Didn't work.
0: Michael Keane's fallen off. And then they
1: tried like Mason Holgate there. Rubbish. Um, who's the other guy that they've got? Uh, ben Me? Godfrey. Oh. He wasn't good enough there. But Bramthwaite came in so good. Alongside... Olenko as
0: well. he's good yeah. Really good, yeah. But yeah,
1: yeah. Bramfway alongside Tarkovsky, who's like a Premier League veteran now. Understated. Genius learning from him, learning from Sean Dyche, I think he's becoming an asset for If there's anything Evans to and... uh,
0: take from Sean Dyche's teams in the
1: past is that if
0: you're a defender, you will often come out of his team looking good. His Burnley team was built around Ben, me and Tarkovsky and they were the ones who came yeah. out of it and got moves back to the Premier League straight away. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well as their big strikers in like Chris Wood, didn't, didn't he? Uh, Ashley Barnes sort of fell off a little bit. But yeah, um, for me... I think they're right. They 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 are not lucky that there are wor- way worse teams in the league. Because Burnley, not it. Sheffield United, even though they picked up three points on the weekend, still not it for me. Mm. I think Everton are better than Luton.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I definitely agree. I think that their position in the table without the points deduction is pretty valid to where they are. I think that squad, in my opinion, is a mid table, like an upper mid table Prem team. And the job that Frank Lampard was doing with it was just really poor. Mm. And I think now that they've got a solid manager in Sean Dyche who can kind of st- steady the ship, get players playing their best, get players believing in this kind of us-against-the-world mentality which they've got now, which is actually probably to their benefit. The the point action almost played into their hands. Yeah, because bit, they, they were never going to push super up the table. So this is kind of giving them a storyline that, even though they're battling relegation, they can battle relegation in a "we got fucked over" kind of way, mm-hmm. and give them like a storyline for the season, yeah. and then they'll stay in the prem next season. The Premier League, exactly. Next season, they get their new stadium. And I don't know if that's still going forward with the whole money thing, but the the one thing for me is is if they finish,
0: and I know we're only in the beginning of December here, but if they finish the season and they get a nice mid table finish, and or even a like an 8th or ninth, if they can do that especially mm. after a 10 point deduction yeah 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 I'd nuts do they get rid of Deitch do they do they look to push on no nah. because what we've seen with Deitch in the past with Burnley is that he done very well mm. with very low resources but the football never developed and then at the end of it Burnley got relegated yeah so and Burnley probably should have after having a couple of sort of bottom half to mid-table finishes, maybe look to move on and have developed
1: their style of play, develop their players, develop their management mm. and team. I think what's different here, though, and I, again, don't really know what Everton's money situation is, but I've always seen Everton as quite a wealthy club that can spend well. They've obviously just forked out for a new stadium. So they've got money. And I think what happened with Burnley and Shorten Dice is that Let's he wasn't... Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't well, yeah. really know so the situation. Well, I don't really know the situation because... Is
0: it Mashiri there or not? Yeah. Who just doesn't... He's like now taking loads of money out of the club.
1: Um, but yeah, I think what happened with Sean Dyche and Burnley is that they just didn't invest at all. So Sean Dyche was always kind of playing catch up to the rest of the Premier League. Mm. Whereas like if you give Sean Dyche a mid-table team with a decent budget, I think he can do the job of like a... Thomas Frank or a Marco Silva I think before the end of the year we have to
0: do another manager ranking maybe how many what game are we, can we in now Six, seventeen. 17 yeah so maybe in the game week like 20 or yeah, yeah 19 we'll do another yeah maybe ranking. just after Christmas yeah I'll be I'll be good um, but yeah Everton flying and to be honest I would have liked to see them in a the championship last season, but I always have a bit of respect for a team that battles back. You yeah, I agree. This, I don't like Everton, but I like diversity. Sean Dyche
1: and I like some of their players. Like we said, I like Decore, I like Dwight McNeil. And yeah, I think they are going in a good direction. Happy days for Evertonians. Yeah. Another team is going in a good direction. I kind of, a, a team that I think everyone just kind of wrote off this season. They lost Mitro. And nearly lost Jao nearly Maybe lost everyone thought he
0: had his head turned but yeah. then he went and signed a new deal didn't
1: he so. yeah and kind of in Fulham I think everyone just assumed they're a steady team but now they've lost their goals they're going to be struggling with relegation in, they brought in Jimenez who wasn't and yeah we've said his head's been out of the game for a while yeah. quite literally but he's actually hit a recent run of form that's boosted Fulham to 5-0 wins back to back in the Prem against Nottingham Forest and West Ham Tenth in the table, top half after game week 17, 21 points. What's going so well at Fulham? I think what's going so
0: well is that they've beaten a Nottingham Forest team who have hit some bad form recently. And then they've come up against the West Ham team who are just
1: weird. They shouldn't I, be doing West Ham five.
0: I don't know what's wrong with West Ham. They're mm. so weird. Like, their performance against Tottenham in the first half was shambolic yeah they come on the second half they look like prime boss on it they were outrageous I, I don't i don't understand it but getting pumped five nil yeah that's embarrassing you gotta have your head slapped for that because that is nuts it is bad i don't care who you are like even if you're looting mate you get slapped five nil by man city that's one thing but to be like mate fulham that's a london rival as well like show a bit of fucking self-respect He's spitting. Um, But yeah, I don't really know. I think they're just clicking. Marco Silva has these uh, purple patches with his teams where they they fly. Oh, so you think it's a bit of a purple
1: patch? I think so. I I don't think they're going to continue smashing teams 5-0. Pulling up trees. I don't know, because I've made a note here, and I think a lot of it is Marco Silva. I think he's a really good manager. Do we think he can make the step up? not saying necessarily a big six team, but maybe a big eight. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe... Could he do more with that Newcastle team than Eddie Howe? Is it
0: a sideways step to go to somewhere like Palace? Yes. Mm.
1: I Probably not dire- sideways, but it's like, literally like, slightly away from parallel. Yeah, it's... I don't know, because I, that's... I, I can't see him... Because, like, maybe Man United if well, they, that's what I'm, or Chelsea? Man United is too big, but, like, would he do a better job with that Newcastle team than Eddie Howe? It's
0: so hard to tell. He, he's such a known quantity as well because he's been in the he's Premier League with Watford, yeah. with
1: Everton. I think, I just Hull. watched some of the games he manages and I'm like, he has a good tactical kind of outlook on games. He's got quite good read of his teams and after like, you give him six months in a job, he gets that team playing a style of play that you can be like, yeah, that is Marco Silva's team. Whereas like, oh, I'm digging out Eddie Howe here, but like, do they have a style of play beyond being like overly physical and physically dominating teams
0: oh yeah do they? yeah you watch how they build up their play like uh, they obviously do a lot of tactical work where they analyse their uh, the opposition teams and sometimes they play with really high wing backs in terms of like Levermento, Trippi are getting really high up the pitch sometimes you see a lot of the ball going through the middle with Bruno so they clearly have different ways of breaking down teams you see Isaac playing out on the left and then coming inside a lot you see, Mickey Almer on, i either either go to the byline or you spend his entire game cutting inside. Like they do, they do a lot tactically. I think to say Eddie Howe, all he's got is being a man motivator is disrespectful. But I see what you mean. Disrespect. He's like an aura. He's like a he's
1: he's a manager who wants to build up his players. Mentally. I just think this Newcastle team can do more. And I think Eddie Howe. I've decided in this episode my kind of story arc was kind of impartial to now very much Eddie Howe needs to go. I think a tactically astute manager, I think Eddie Howe is riding off the fact that he's got a team full of very good players.
0: Yeah, but like before Eddie came in, yeah, what had Almoran actually done? I think his best ever scoring was
1: like three in the season. Oh, yeah, but I think he's still pretty bang average. I think he had a purple patch. But we said this as well, like Jacob Murphy. Um, bang average. What's his
0: name? Willock. Joe Willock, pretty all right. Yeah, but he's getting the most out of these players. Longstaff, mate. Oh, I was... think Longstaff's a bit of a player. Yeah, he was fair. off the books though before Eddie sort of brought him back into mm. the team. Um, who else have we got? Dan Burn. He was he was never the name he is now. No one thought he was could do half the things he could do until. No, no, he... I thought
1: he was all right at Brighton. Yeah, but he he's
0: been outstanding under Eddie Howe. Yeah,
1: Howell. but I think this team Wait, can Joe go Linton, up a level.
0: Joe Linton, Steve Bruce came in, said you're not playing up front. In well, New that's Newcastle Steve Bruce footballs. though, isn't it? But then Eddie Howe, Steve Bruce was playing out on left on left wing.
1: I'll put one out to the fans out there.
0: I think you've got you've got to give him plaudits for the job he's done.
1: Can Marco Silva do a better job with this Newcastle team than Eddie Howe? Just
0: that Eddie House slander is nuts.
1: Right, let's move on to the final team of the podcast. Arguably one of the worst teams in the league, but for some weird reason, they're actually sixth in the league. Man United. They're six points behind Man City, which is nuts, because
0: I haven't seen Man United do one good thing this season. Genuinely,
1: every week we talk about Man United being shit, but they've picked up nine wins this season. I think a lot of it comes down to they haven't drawn a game, so they're either doing all right and picking up points, or they are the worst team in the league. What have we said? Oh, they're fifth. Sixth. And they've got a goal difference of minus three. Yeah. That's why they're so bad. That's because no saying one this. in a they million. They haven't pumped a team. Newcastle behind them, 12 goal difference. Behind them, five goal difference. West Ham got pumped. So but yeah, <coughs> minus three. You're looking at like bottom half of the table for similar Mate, Everton goal differences. Everton have zero and they're, t- they're 17. That's what I'm saying. So, Man United, a 2 1 win against Chelsea, which kind of, again, papers over a lot of cracks. What happens with Ten Hag? He'll go on a bad run, bad run, bad run. Pick up a rogue result. And everyone's like, oh, this could be it. You're saying bad run though, but they just won manager on up. Yeah, Harry Maguire genuinely,
0: has genuinely. Been, a, been a little redemption arc. I like to see it. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. But they pick up a result against Chelsea where I think it was just a combination of two teams that are terrible playing each other. And <laughs> Chelsea had some chances, missed them. Maynard had some chances, missed them, and it ended up being 2-1. I think that was a game of just like two fucking idiots playing each other. And then it goes back to normality. A Bournemouth team that we couldn't touch on. They are, I think, five games without a loss.
0: The Iraola Expedition. Iraola
1: era. era. It's it's in full effect.
0: We said this from day dot. Shout out Bournemouth. We yeah. saw this coming. We said stick by it. Well, I know we might have had a little wobble the other week when we said maybe they should have kept Gary Nill, but we were wrong. Iriano is the guy. We're always wrong until we're right. Yeah, that's, we'll just cut the episode. Exactly. But yeah, we said this in the summer on our, our Bournemouth season preview. This guy knows what he's doing. He he's done so well at Valladolid. He's a player,
1: yeah. A um, manager. And
0: they're investing well. They're doing the right thing. They want to be a bigger club. Yeah. It's
1: time for a new stadium, though. And I think, so, Man United, they get slapped with the big dick of normality in Bournemouth. A team that is well-coached. A t- a players players know their style of play. They're in a good run of form. Dom Solanke. I think they hadn't ever won at Old Trafford. What a time to go and get their first win. A 3-0 win against Man United, who were absolutely dross, mate. Semenyo. Semenyo, so good. Solanke, I think he can make the step up. I actually...
0: as well, the other left? The I'm just going to say it now. He's I was going
1: to save it for our kind of transfer window suggestion. But I think Dom Solanke as a Callum Wilson replacement for Newcastle is a good move. I like it. Thank you. But yeah, Man United. How can you... How can you do this? How can you do this to the, the worst fan base in the league? But no, how can you beat Chelsea, get the fans back on side and then go lose 3-0 to Bournemouth? I mean, they've got Bayern Munich
0: tonight. And they've
1: got Bayern and then on the weekend they've got... A showdown of all showdowns against Liverpool, high flying top of the For league. Me, Liverpool.
0: This is actually the biggest game in English football.
1: What? Uh, Liverpool, Man United. Yeah. Well, this is just, an
0: just ab- this is the battle of the. Well, Giants. It'd be
1: fucking classic Ten Hag to the buying game. I don't know, draw to kind of appease some people. And then they go beat Liverpool. I think when Ten Hag first signed, his first win was against, it was against Liverpool. Liverpool. Exactly. It exactly. It'd be classic Ten Hag, just as the... Uh, and that's good for all the people that hate Man no, oh though. Go on, hit me.
0: Where is Bruno Fernandes? Where is he? Because he's not playing oh, against Liverpool, oh, is he? I forgot about that. Man got a yellow card for some antics, some ratter antics. And I've been a bit of a Bruno supporter on this podcast. I think club. he's a wanker. But he cannot captain
1: the club. I see you, Bruno. You, you, you got absolutely cooked there last season. Lost 7-0. And then, I think just before the end of the game, you were begging to get subbed off. And you thought, fuck that, I'm not doing that again next season. The only thing is, yeah, I still think he's better than Rodegaard. I actually do. Even if he has, like, a bit of better ability, his kind of toxicity as a player, his just petulance makes him worse. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's a pair of like James Milner. And just he, yeah, that's like being like, who would you rather in your team? I don't know, fucking Hatton Ben Arthur, or someone a little bit less good, Stuart Downing, but more, James Milner, Hatton Ben Arthur.
0: Yeah, I suppose it depends. That's, that, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, um, it's, yeah, it's just mentality. He's a wanker, and yeah, he's just he is a, he's not. A, he, but the problem is, he he is actually really good at football.
1: Yeah. But But his mentality is fucking done. He can be nowhere near captaincy material. Like, he can be the best player in the team or the best player in the club. You can't let that guy be captain because his ego is just fucked.
0: Yeah. I just, the uh, the thing is, though, I watch him play and he looks at the game and he just picks passes so differently to like, he is so
1: unbelievably good. But you need a Roy Keane in that team. That Roy Keane maybe yeah, is maybe like not as good technically. But Roy Keane would just go up to him and be like, you're a fucking knobhead. And Do you think that's what like,
0: Ronaldo does for the Portugal team? Maybe. He, he just tells him, just yeah. to shut the fuck and up. You
1: just need someone like that in your team to kind of balance out that personality. Because he is just running Riot as probably one of the highest paid players. And he, probably the techiest he, player. Nick, and he's captain. He's just got that club by the fucking neck. It's like, yeah, it's like just having
0: a guy who's he's clearly the best at what he's doing. Yeah. But he's an absolute wanker. Fucking But just because no one else is near him, yeah, they just give him everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, like at the end, it's like, what's, he's like the homelander and the boys, where he's yeah, he's,
1: he's fucking. Like, he is literally homelander. His I'm ego trying, is man. so fucking nuts, and everyone's scared. To I want tell someone, him to do one. I want of... someone to clatter him in a game, make him like
0: actually cry. I can't and even then, think. And then like. I want to see him rebuild himself as that like, a humble guy
1: yeah I can't even think of who Man United could sign as a player to humble Bruno because it may be Casemiro Mate, but they need
0: to go and they get got the, Casemiro they and get, he's wanked now they need to get like the Real Madrid centre back pairing of fucking Pepe yeah they need like,
1: Pepe, a yeah. Pepe or Sergio Ramos guy but they're probably at the end of their lifespan that like the Man United fans won't see that as a worthwhile transfer but you need someone that's going to go in there and just has aura and we'll just fucking shut this nutter down. Jude Bellingham. I actually can't even like think of... There, there was no
0: one who I think would shut... The... I, he would. Bruno Fernandes would go up to Messi and be like trying to tell him what to do. Yeah,
1: it's mad. He's got that ego about him. I don't know how and why Man United haven't got Roy Keane in like the fucking coaching staff at the club. Because he can't do much but if you get him in the coaching staff and he just have like a, a 1v1 with Bruno and just shut him down a bit just to fucking impart some... Smart, some street smarts yeah. to this team
0: like, it seems like then a no-brainer the issue is then you've got Bruno as your captain trying to take people like Garnaccio
1: under his wing Yeah,
0: and they're going to end up coming out you're just breeding well. like right. a
1: culture of just wankers
0: yeah I don't know you just need good people like you've got like like Arsenal of... yeah you've got rats there but they're like good that's rats. what I'm saying you can look Liverpool, at teams Liverpool, even if you don't like rats.
1: teams City. you can pick out players you're like I like that guy but there's genuinely no one at Man United that I will go and be like, I like him. It, a used player. To
0: be, it used to be Rashford, but I think he's, yeah, just he's a bit of he's just a bit weird, tosh, mate. Like I, I don't know. Now, I
1: don't like Chelsea, but I can go there and be like Cole Palmer. I like what he's about. Sterling. I like what he's about. Yeah. Levi Colwell. I like what he's about. But Man United players, they have got so many wankers in that team. I don't know. Like maybe Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw. But I'm starting to get pissed off at Luke Shaw as well. Mm. I came for him on Twitter. He's just getting away with murder because England have no good left backs. Maybe Pelestray. I think he's all right. Yeah, but like he barely even plays, mate. Yeah, The only guy I like hey, is Kobe Miny. I
0: like Delanger, but
1: well, he's gone. Yeah, yeah gone. There's, there's so many dickheads. Man United, what can you do? If is
0: it a big summer coming up? A big summer, big winter. It's got to be it's a big January. clear out thing. But yeah, it's that's what is more, more important. I think we we've done this uh, the other day, didn't we? We said um, Man United, if they can get eighty million for Rashford, mate, or they get like eighty Go million on. for uh, if for they can, can get Bruno, fifty
1: million for Rashford clear house just
0: get rid of him get rid of them
1: get rid of Martial just build up again Martial apparently they are not extending his contract and next summer he will be a free agent that Ballon d'Or clause which is, is mad because how's he been there that long it's got to be like near on he's just clearly years. on like 180, 200k yeah. a week and just doesn't it's care crazy and um, yeah I don't know Man United
0: you know it's dire straits when they were considering like you've seen Man United fans calling for Mason Greenwood to come back <laughs> That's dire. So your mad. club is in the mud. Yeah. You're not only is your stadium falling down, everything your club's morality is falling it's down. Mad. You're falling apart.
1: I hate it. But is it time to panic? You're only sixth.
0: No, it's not time to panic. But... They're fortunate that everyone I... else is just having wobbles. Like... It
1: it like genuinely, as far as um teams in the league go that I enjoy watching, May night might be might be bottom. Because even Chelsea, as bad as they are, they're fun to watch. Oh,
0: Luton are good to watch. Luton
1: are good to watch. I'd say it's probably Sheffield United and Burnley, and then Man United is my bottom three teams. It's like they're just rubbish to watch. Yeah. Anyway,
0: guys, but thank we're here. You very much for watching. It's been board draw episode seventy four. If you do, if you did enjoy, make sure to leave a comment down below. We're getting some good views, but um, we would like some more interaction with Wait, the comments. comment. So we are, from today, going to be picking out comments and... uh we'll talking about them next week. We'll talk about them in the following week. So yeah, leave your comments down below. Let us know. Man United, should they be worried? Should Chelsea be even more worried? Yeah, what questions do we ask? Um, oh, Marco Silva, would he be doing a better <laughs> job than, than Eddie Howe at Newcastle? Let us I know think down he below. might, yeah. Because I think that's a disrespectful thing to say to Eddie Howe and this man needs his head slapped. What he said. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for watching. This has been job episode 74. And it's live.